Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. Normally, I cover all the uh, interesting and exciting news of the week, and I am going to do that today, but really the most exciting thing is something that's happening next week. It's this eclipse. That is going to be the coolest thing It's going to be right over Georgia. WSB is going to cover it well, keep you company, and it's going to be super exciting. Um, Mark Aram, Eric Von Hessler are going to be on here at uh, from one to three Monday afternoon. So that is bound to be a good time, and that is a real thing with real news covering it in real time. I love that. Uh, There's lots of fake stuff though in the news right now. But that doesn't mean there aren't real implications that and even when events are contrived and manipulated doesn't mean real people don't get hurt or real policies don't get introduced. So last week in uh, on the show uh, on Saturday, as my show is airing, all this uh, the protests and counter protests, anti protests in Charlottesville were actually happening. So as uh, as that was unfolding in real time, my my impression with stuff like that is I go down the rabbit hole. I look a little more deeply, I think, than than the mainstream media normally does. And I see that as a conflict. I actually said on the air, this is a conflict I feel was created to get both the left and the right to cry out for more government. I felt like it was orchestrated, manipulated. Uh, I I got some reactions. People didn't like what I was saying. And, uh, you know, I don't know if people just automatically reject this idea that there's a conspiracy afoot. Funny enough, though, as the week progressed, and uh, if you listen to uh, right leaning talk show host several were saying similar things in that yes this seems contrived and then pointing to the some of the characters on the right being uh set up by the left so as if the setup was all by the left to make the right look bad i take a different tack i think i mean that may be true and the reality is that probably all the power in the world above and behind even both of our parties is really essentially left it's actually almost the nature of power that it would be left collectivist control central control whereas the right as i as i look at the american right 
is uh, based in individual responsibility and liberty. So no matter how people are manipulated either way, those who believe in individual liberty and kind of the the sovereignty of the citizen of the individual, that's on the right. That doesn't actually lend itself to this big power. But in any event, the what I see is that this crisis was created, manipulated, that usually these big operations, and I think it's a long-term operation, not just this event, but usually these big things have a, uh, a uh, you know, a goal that is, you know, maybe many, many goals, not just one goal. But in this case, in real time, and I identified it on Saturday, I felt the goal was to get the left and the right, just like um, Black Lives Matters and things like that, where they, in the end, what you're asking for is more totalitarianism, more government control, the black versus blue conflict. Everyone's going to look at this uh, this unrest in society and think the only solution is government solution. So I expected that. And uh, so I wasn't super surprised when I read an article in the National Review calling for this, uh, the guy called for government regulating, government regulating the Internet. And his point was that it really basically the big tech guys are so left leaning that for the right voice to even get through Republicans in Congress, which he actually says that Republicans in Congress need to step in, that they need to regulate free speech in order to protect it and save it. And it's funny because this theme, this idea that it's only stuff on the right that is being censored by big tech happens to dovetail with another story that's in the news right now, two stories that happen to be in the news right now. This Jamie Damore email, the Google employee who sent out a 10-page letter talking about how there is scientific basis for women being less good in tech, or I didn't read the thing. Uh, That just, to me, is such as a, you know, I used to be an investment banker. To take a good job and throw it away like that is kooky. I I mean, I just, it's it's so out of vogue to say stuff like that. You know, it's kind of smacks of eugenics. I'm not saying... He's right or wrong. I don't care. But it just like as a it, it just seems it seems contrived to me. And then I saw an article in the journal this week about Facebook saying they had a forum FB anon or something like anonymous Facebook where Facebook employees. It was open to Trump supporting Facebook employees. And then it started to sound sexist and racist. So they shut it down. And I, I even question if there are <laughs> is this big community of Trump supporting Facebook employees. But in any event, both of those stories talks about, and Google fired the guy who wrote the email, talks about big tech companies uh, suppressing the speech only of right-leaning people. That's been the 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 whole story this week. So it folds right into what this guy is is claiming. And uh, But what was really surprising to me was I read this article in National Review, and then I read another article in Huffington Post that basically echoed the exact same sentiments. I mean, it, some of the passages were so parallel, uh, they actually bear reading. So I, let me see how many I can get through uh, before the break. I just... Um, 
And if you want to talk about this, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. So the National Review article, uh, the guy who wrote it, Jeremy Carl, he's the guy who, who's proposing to regulate the Internet to save free speech. He says, he talks about uh, this cloud flare. Um, they they banned or censored or whatever, stopped supporting the Daily Stormer. This thing has been getting a lot of news coverage this week. It's a neo-Nazi site. And it would have, some of the stuff was so outrageous they put up there. Let them leave it up and discredit themselves. And especially don't give them all this PR. It's so hard to get something launched. The amount of PR this thing is getting now, it's just defies belief that the goal of the mainstream media is to uh, censure it. So this guy says, Matthew Prince, this is the article from National Review. Matthew Prince, Cloudflare CEO, wrote, Let me be clear that this was an arbitrary decision. I woke up in a bad mood and decided to kick the Daily Stormer off the Internet. It was a decision I could make because I'm the CEO of a major Internet infrastructure company. No one should have that power. According to Prince, one of his employees, understanding the full import of the banning, asked him, Is this the day the Internet dies? Which, you know, that's just so, it sounds like... uh, um, like a Santa Claus question. So ridiculous. Okay, so then, so the Huffington Post starts its article similarly. Their article, people, people cheer companies kicking Nazis off the internet, but who's next? And it starts with, uh, and the subtitle is, any tactic used now to silence neo-Nazis will soon be used against others. And they start, I woke up in a bad mood and decided someone shouldn't be allowed on the Internet. Matthew Prince, the CEO of Cloudflare, wrote of his company's decision to stop offering the Daily Stormer protection from distributed denial-of-service cyber attacks from hackers. Prince acknowledged that his decision could set a dangerous precedent. No one should have that power, he told staffers. Okay, I've got I've got more smoking gun quotes that really drive this point home that I'm going to wait till the bottom of the hour probably to get to i need a little time to do that uh but what you know first of all i one thing i want to just set out at the start is that the big argument here is that these are private companies and if you dig into the tech world you will find that like especially google um and the real big ones their tech was developed uber their tech was developed in incubators or paid for by uh the government managed by the government so i want to get into that question as well binkley my producer here do we have a tweet we can squeeze in yeah we got one we can squeeze in we have one from poll mom she says they are gunning for the First Amendment. They equate the right with the KKK and the Nazis and paint all on the right as evil. They even justify censoring all social media news on the right as well. Yeah, I think that's definitely one of the themes that I noticed. That you that So they said they were going to have a free speech rally in Boston. And I just knee-jerk in my mind thought, oh, stay away from that. That's a bunch of... Nazis. <laughs> Why would I think that? It says free speech rally, you know? Why would I think that? Because that was put in my head. You know, that's the, that's what they've done this week alone. So she's right about that. But I'd be careful about looking that this is the left censoring the right because it's a trap for the right. I'm going to explore that a little more after the break. Take your calls. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. <laughs> 
Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. 84 and sunny outside the studio, 6 on the Mellish Meter. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. And we're hitting the ground running with a, uh, a lot of stuff going on this week. I think that these protests and counter-protests are absolutely quickly going to lead to government regulation of speech on the Internet, um, at least the first pass attempt but other stuff's going on too so call about anything you want that's uh current relevant you want to talk about 404-872-0750 1-800-WSB talk i'm going to james in atlanta hi james you're on with monica how you doing monica good how you doing i want to read you a quote from one of my favorite books books it says the party seeks power entirely for its own sake we are not interested in the good of others we are interested solely in power Pure power. Power is in tearing human minds to pieces and putting them together again in the new shapes of your own choosing. That's straight out of George Orwell's 1984. Wow, exactly James, I gotta say, it's re- it it um, reflects what you hear about cults and that kind of thing. Yes, I mean, what happened after 9/11? They regulated. The government started spying on you because oh, we got to watch out for terrorism, right? We have to take your constitutional rights away because we have to take. Watch can out you for hold, so, James? I want to. I have to go to a break, but I want you to hold on. Can you hold on so we can continue this after the break? Yes. Hang on. All right, guys. Uh, I think James is going to give us some deep insights into the nature of what's really going on right now, and I'm dying to hear it. Uh, but I've got lots of great calls coming. Maybe we'll do a little rapid fire. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. Or you can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. You maniacs! You blow it up! Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. I am your libertarian voice on WSB. Saturday is from 3 to 6. And we usually, you know, when you're a libertarian, if you're really true to your principles, you, you pretty quickly see between, see through the political parties because even if they talk about liberty or talk about principles that you believe in, they, I would, I'm going to go out on a limb and say they never deliver. And then you start not believing in it anymore because you're holding them always up to these objective standards. So that's why we end up going down the rabbit hole on this show a lot or peeling the onion. Uh, I have James. James is a caller on before the break. We were talking about um, these protests and anti-protests in my mind. And it looks like it's panning out are the number one goal is to have the left and the right call out for more government control. Uh, But this divisiveness is also a theme that we've been seeing for a long time now in this country. And I was trying to put my finger on what it's all about. I've done some reading on it. Um, I think I have an answer, but I think James is going to give us some insight, too. James, you read a quote before the break. Could you read that again? Is that handy for you still? Uh, The quote I read? Yeah. About, um, I have it... um... Um, uh, let me see if I... No, that's all right. It was a... Don't do it. Let's talk. It was George Orwell quote that it was right. about shattering the minds of the people to foster the good of the party, that it had nothing to do... It's the opposite of what... We, I, I'm paraphrasing. I'm saying the, the, what, the, what they do 
the, the, the way power works now. To up to, yeah, to think the way they want you to think for strictly for power. Right. You know, it's Hillary Clinton. I mean, it's not that hard, Monica. She was laying the groundwork for this. When she started talking, and I'm African-American, when she would start talking about the alt-right, remember, read her political speeches when she was campaigning against Donald Trump. Their bastards are deplorables, you know, they're racist. She was laying the groundwork for what's happening now, for control. See, they were going to ban these people anyway. They were going to take away freedom of speech faster if she had gotten in there. But she was laying the groundwork that, oh, you got to do this because the alt-right and these people, they have these... These, 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 they think like this. We have to ban them from the internet. Go back to the yeah, Go back James, to the campaign. I want to ask you something because I actually wrote an article the week before the election called "Teeing It Up for the Censorship President," thinking she was going to be the censorship president. Exactly. But, but it's still happening. But let me now that you say that, I've been wondering. I really want to understand the deeper meaning of the whole campaign. And I feel like I've always felt like 1% of me, one tiny percent thinks that Hillary knew that she was going to lose, that she was playing a role. And I wouldn't, and if this is, but I think you're probably right. Either way it turned out, even if she won, this is how it would be. I don't think she had any clue she was going to lose. I yeah, think no, I think... I think that they said this is never going to happen again. Our globalist agenda is never going to be interrupted by you, the American people, being able to think for yourself. You're never going to have freedom of, spe- uh, of speech. You're never going to be able to think. What we're going to do, we're going to control everything. We're going to shut down. You couldn't find a positive article if you Google Donald Trump in the campaign. You couldn't find a negative article on Hillary Clinton. So therefore, what's the, what's the major means of communication today? The Internet. So we're going to control the Internet through the company, so whatever you whatever you Google search is going to come up. We're going to control your thinking. Just therefore, you will never have a freedom of choice ever again in your life to disturb our globalist agenda. We're going to put the people in because we're going to start controlling your mind. We're Do you agree, James, mind. that they're promoting this kind of discord to make this happen faster? That they're yes, making this because worse? I believe some of the people. I believe the the so-called protesters and counter-protesters, they're working for the same people. Uh, Yes. The difference is all like a 9-11, hey, we're going to create the problem, then the government has the solution. We're going to come in and we're going to regulate the Internet and we're going to censor your speech and you're not going to have – and and it's just – it's clear to see what's going on. And I feel as Donald Trump, I I feel he, he really is genuine. But now you have the New York liberals, you have uh, you have the globalists that's controlling the White House now. Now, now, well, now pretty much, it, to me, it's not going to be any difference between if Jeb Bush or Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Name me one person that wouldn't feel, that, that works for Donald Trump, that wouldn't be comfortable in a Jeb Bush or Hillary Clinton. Uh, half of them are Democrats. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, I mean, it, it's, to me, it's, it was nice for Trump, Trump to try to go against the, the globalist agenda, but I feel as though it's just hopeless. Because yeah. they're going to do whatever they can. I mean, it may be there. that Trump or Hillary was in on this big scheme. It may be that they're not. It doesn't really matter because the reality is these guys are, uh, they're cracking down. And I've seen it coming and it is coming. And my insight into the divisiveness thing, I've been, uh, started to read this book called The Ideology of Tyranny. And it talks about how this divisiveness started coming in through the universities in the United States in the 80s to basically what James read in the Orwell quotes, like 
uh, break down the mind. Uh, and, and the point of the divisiveness is if you divide people on these fringe issues, whatever, they cannot unite on the universal truths, the obvious values, you know, the obvious values. Ron Paul pointed to obvious values, especially if you're an individualist. If you're a collectivist, maybe Bernie Sanders is the one who articulates your obvious values. But regardless of what those guys say, we have real values. We're not that divided as far as real values that we can all agree upon for what we are employing government to do. And by uh, making us at each other's throats, it's impossible for the people to take back the power. As a matter of fact, we throw it away with both hands when stuff like this happens. And uh, and they ask for the answer from, from our fearless journalists on the left and right is, the government needs to regulate free speech. Thank you very much for the call, James. I've got, um, I'm going to do a little rapid fire. So if you're on hold, I'm going to get you in this segment and we're going to make it quick. I'm going to go to Rob in Suwannee. Hi, Rob. You're on with Monica. Hi, Monica. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, I'll make it pretty quick, but I got kind of a lot to unload so fast. Um, Okay. I'm going to challenge, I'm touching on at the very beginning of your show, you talked about how the globalist puppet master globalist are all left or trying to sway the whole world left. And I'd like to challenge the idea that fascism and Nazism is even right wing. I think it's all left wing, totally. I don't even get because it's collectivist. It's about the central power. Right. It's, and it was and called National Socialism. Yeah, I mean, Hitler's guide to life and guide to politics was the Communist Manifesto. That's fact. You know, Mussolini, all these, you never hear about, like, neo-Mussolini followers. But, you know, and I think the puppet masters needed something directly after World War II, a bad guy. Because, you know, you can't say, well... The bad guys and the good guys are both, you know, leftist. <laughs> so I think Hitler was a convenient, you know, bad guy, quote, you know. Yeah, so it wasn't, we'll let me say, Rob, it wasn't like the capitalism versus communism and capitalism won. It feels like it was communism versus fascism, and we got kind of like a mix of both. Right. I'm a extreme libertarian, and... I personally, I think the linear uh, political spectrum is a joke, but um, if fascism, national socialist, whereas complete collective government control and communism is pretty much the same thing, clearly there's no place on the linear spectrum for libertarians. We just which is don't why, anywhere. you know, the tell was that Ron Paul, who did offer that, which would be a unifying thing because the left would have liked the anti-war stuff, is that he was ignored by CNN. He was skipped over by Fox. He wasn't, they did not get on the news and say, oh my gosh, we have to stop Ron Paul. If you love the establishment, don't vote for Ron Paul. You know, like they did right. for Trump. They they don't acknowledge any anything, anyone who could really rally people for taking power away. They do not do that. And, uh, Absolutely, and, yeah. doesn't fit the narrative. Nope. Um Thank you, Rob. I got to go to John in Fayetteville. John, you're on with Monica. Hey, Monica, that was rapid fire. Sorry, <laughs> you complaining? Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go. Then talk faster okay, okay. than Rob. Okay, okay. I'm gonna talk faster. I'm gonna talk fast. Okay, uh, we have proven by electing Donald Trump that we're not gonna allow the internet to be regulated. 
we we understand for the first time in how many years we are deregulating. Donald Trump is having that effect of deregulation. I do not fear that the internet is going to be regulated because we it will self regulate itself. This free this Nazi speech, this whatever on the internet, you know, if people don't want to listen to it, guess what? It's not going to last. It, they're going to go out of business is what it amounts to. We, the people, will self-regulate. Keep the government out of our lives, whether it be the Internet, whether it be uh, everything the government does, they screw up. HUD, look what they've done to HUD. Why is the government in the housing business? Nobody can do it better than private industry. Hey, I agree, and that, that kind of stuff causes hyperinflation, but I will say the problem here with the Internet, it gets very tricky, is that, first of all, you're saying that I'm absolutely against the regulation completely. I think the actual problem is the fact that the government funded all this stuff. It effectively kind of internally crowdsourced it. So it got incubators. It got the people from all these universities that they also fund. They found the best guys. They gave them direct funding from the Department of Defense or the CIA or military intelligence, whatever, like, um, you can there's so much of it you actually have to do your own research there's just it's overwhelming and then they pick and choose they have incubators they have they share the information so then they pick somebody the google guys or whatever they give them the tech and then those guys have the best search engine and they're not sharing that tech and the cia isn't going to give it to you the guy who wants to disrupt the Google thing. So now you have a situation where these things have been fostered by the government, given an unfair advantage, a privilege by the government. At the same time, it exploded so fast uh, because of funding. Some of the funding comes directly from the CIA. They have their own venture capital fund in QTEL. Now, this stuff happens so fast. It's so robust. It takes over all these corporations which are probably in bed with it that now all of a sudden you really cannot function economically without using these systems. So the government put them in place, and now you're actually dependent on them in this kind of grid system. So I don't think that you're going to, unless we we address that problem, the root of the problem, which was the government put it all in there in the first place, you're not going to be able to have a, a viable competitor uh, just funded purely from the ground up with private money. It's going to be tricky. So... Uh, Trey, you're next. Trey's next. He wants to talk a little bit more about um, the CEOs of the companies. I want to talk about the tech and other guys who uh, are kind of non-governmental actors who are changing the culture and the narrative in this country right before our eyes in real time. And they get away with it because their connections to government are not crystal clear the way politicians are. This was a plot that was laid out by Brzezinski years ago in the crisis of democracy, talking about how to get institutions to take away democratic elements to uh, policy. Very interesting stuff. Trey, hang on a sec. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALKER. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. 91 is the high today. 70 the low overnight. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. And I am going to Trey in Atlanta. Trey, what you got? You are on with Monica. Okay. Monica, can you hear me? Yes. 
Okay, I'm so sorry. I was trying to get you off speaker. You're what good. I wanted to, what I wanted to say is that we live in such a issue du jour society, and we talked about CEOs of large internet providing companies taking the neo-Nazis or white nationalists off the internet. And the truth is, if we really wanted to take people or or topics off the internet, then why is child pornography on there? Why Trey, are people using... So crazy, because I was just reading an article that I was talking about these articles, I read quotes from them uh, earlier in the show, and one of the articles said, the the only thing that you can't, the one thing that everybody will ban from the internet, even the dark web, whatever, is kitty porn. And I was thinking, that's not true. That gets up. Right. <laughs> it's there. And so it's, it's just ridiculous because we're such an issue du jour. And right now, you know, it's all the Confederate uh, monuments. It's all this. It's all that. And you know what? It's, it is left-wing liberal stuff because it's, once again, a Ph.D. candidate student. And it's the, you know, we can't offend black people. And this is coming from a black woman, me. We can't offend black people. We've got to make sure we protect them. We've got to do this. We've got to do that. But at the same time, if we say anything against what they're doing, because black people are also not helping themselves to their utmost ability. They have the same opportunities, education, but when, when you talk about uh, low-performing schools, it's in the black neighborhoods, and then that's blamed on white people. Even well, that's, though- a, that's a whole can of worms, Trey, and I'm coming up on a hard break. I can't do the can of worms, but I'll react to what you're saying right after the break. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, or you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.